Welcome to The Measured Pencil. My name's Stephen Murray, and I am shuffling papers here in front of pencil expert Wes Nelson. Nice paper shuffling, Steve. That was stupendous work. Yeah, I try to be professional, but sometimes I fail. It adds some authenticity to the, yeah, to the show. Yeah, we're just two guys hanging out, talking about pencils like just guys two, do. two bros hanging out, you know, shooting the ass, watching sports, <laughs> talking, talking lead. Oh, speaking of lead, yeah, I find <laughs> this is going to come out oh way later gosh. than we're. I can't wait for this segue. <laughs> it's going to come out way later than we record this, and people are going to say, "Like, how have you not looked this up? Your pencil podcast." Did you know that the? You, I, I know you know that the lead in a pencil is not lead; it's graphite. Yeah. Did you know that the lead in a pencil is actually a mixture of graphite and clay? Really. Yes, oh, I was awesome. watching a YouTube video on how pencils are made today. That's cool. So the higher the graphite content, yeah. the softer the lead. So those are your Bs. Okay. And the harder the lead, the more clay. So H, more clay, B, more graphite. Right. Cool. And that was done because um, sometime back in the 1700s, the 1800s, they found that uh, they could cut the supply of graphite and still have the same consistent writing experience, but it required less graphite. So somebody wanted to save money, and here we are. Probably. Cool. But both are ground up into a powder and then mixed together and extruded through something, and that's how. What if your job was a clay harvester for (laughs) lead pencils? Uh, Talk about an unsung hero. Right? He's constantly at, or she is constantly at dinner going, did you know that in that pencil, there's some clay that I farmed and harvested for my lot? And people are like, no way. There's no clay in lead. It's lead. Clearly, it's lead, right? <laughs> well, actually, it's graphite and a mixture of clay. And then he goes down this whole thing, and then everyone falls asleep. That's, uh, or that's them at uh, cocktail parties. So what do you do yeah. for a living? <laughs> well, see this uh, dirt under my fingernails? Yeah, that's, that's clay. It's not just any clay. Yeah, it's a special kind of clay. Do you? Oh, my gosh. It reminds me of this... Uh, there's some dude who goes out and collects the mud that goes on baseballs. And he walks out into like some swamp in the middle of somewhere and collects buckets of this special mud. <laughs> and he's got like a <laughs> like a specific proprietary, what am I trying to say? Like license with MLB. Uh-huh. Like he's the only supplier of this. Wow. The specific mud it comes in these like buckets. And he like won't reveal, of course, where he gets it from, but I saw this on TV. So yeah. So what happens if he gets like hit by a truck? Does he have a buddy who knows where his Baseball magic mud is? Baseball oh my stops. God. Yeah. Wow. All the minutiae that you just don't know about. And probably don't care about. But that's what podcasts are for. Exactly. So you're welcome, listeners. So that was a long walk to say, what are we talking <laughs> about today, Wes? What's that in your hand? A long walk for not much of a punchline. <laughs> this is a rodeo. This is a Rodia script, Stephen. This is really, really cool. Stephen, can you tell us more about it? Since its establishment in 1934, it has now released a new collection of writing instruments from Rodia, which has expanded block notes in more than 80 countries around the world. Minimalist design to make your writing time more active, creative, and focused. The hexagonal shaft is made of aluminum and finished with a hairline treatment so you can enjoy the quality of the metal 
as well as the touch. This is the Rhodius script. This thing's awesome. This thing has really grown on me. I love this one because you had been lusting after it, and then I went out and bought it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, that one's mine. And at first, I didn't want to like it because you got it first, but <laughs> now I really like it. All right, so this is going to be a fun one because there are no reviews in English. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is Alessandro Manati, translated from Italian. The body is slippery. Hmm. Three out of five stars. Yeah. The metal body is slippery because it has no engraving to improve grip. I used it for a few days and then I abandoned it. It slips out of my hand if you don't hold it tight. Did he abandon it at a rest stop and then just (laughs) he kept driving? He abandoned it on the doorstep of a church with a note. (laughs) Or was it like Harry and the Hendersons where he threw rocks at it and he's like, no, No! go on, get, go back to your kind. Justin translated from Japanese. It's simple and classy, but it didn't fit. Three out of five stars. Didn't fit where? The textured texture and simple classy hexagonal appearance are appealing. However, I stopped using it as soon as my hands hurt because this thick hexagon didn't fit me. Hmm. Okay. Fair. Baroco from Amazon translated from the Japanese. It looks cool, but three out of five stars. I completely fell in love with the details and bought it. Isn't it cool is a color that makes numb but this texture. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Try to figure out what that means. Yeah. No, I'm I'm clocking. Isn't it cool is a color that makes numb but this texture. However, it lacks practicality. One, the length is short, and when I'm writing, it comes down and often hits the clip part. Hmm. Two, the grip is thin and too much is applied. Exhausting. Exhausting. (laughs) Three, because it is made of aluminum, it is easy to slip. Anyway. The body is slippery. We've established that. (laughs) Anyway, it's not suitable for you. It's cool, but the design is pretty good because it's Rhodia. So I think you can completely forget it without using it and buy it for ornamental purposes. I think I use stationery, so this is the evaluation. Okay. So yes. obviously the translation didn't come through right there right. on a couple things. Uh-huh. But it's pretty enough to buy, is what he's saying. Yeah. Just not practical to use. Okay. Uh, that's fair. I think it's pretty amazing. I like the... What did the the specs say? The hairline treatment of yeah. the aluminum. I yeah. that's a nice touch. At first, I was confused why it didn't match the other parts, but I get that now. I appreciate it. I like how the other cone, the clip, the plunger are kind of finished in more of a almost like a laminated or a smooth feel, anodized maybe. And then there's the kind of the raw hairline treatment for the body. I think this is stunning. I like how it kind of has a two tone color scheme because of that finish difference even though it is orange still orangish copperish this one is it just jumps out of the website anytime i'm looking at a store or instagram or anywhere this one kind of just like flashes much in the same way that that chartreuse karandash does Mm. it just kind of dominates wherever it pops up so this has been on the list for quite a while like the kaviko I think this thing is really cool. It does have retractable lead sleeve. It does have an eraser. 
it's beefy. It's maybe a little lighter than I was expecting, but that's my own expectation. Nothing wrong with that. It is made of aluminum. So expecting a hefty sort of billet of steel here would be off the expect off the anyway. Steven, what do you think? I like it a lot. I have uh, two little nitpicky things for it. Okay. I do agree with some of the reviews that it's short. I wish it was like half an inch longer. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't think that prevents it from using it, but like as an ideal pencil, it's close, and that's the frustrating thing. Would you have thought that if you hadn't just got the Kaviko, which is a nice length? I think so. Yeah. It's just where it, it hits in the, the, oh, the, I see. the U of my hand yep. between my... The, the meat of your palm where yep. your thumb hits your pointer. Yeah, those yeah. are the words I wanted. The other thing, and this is an observation, uh, not quite a detraction, I feel proportionally that that lead sleeve and the lead are really thin compared to the rest of the pencil. Yeah, I wish I could have got this in 0.7. This is 0.5, and I think that's part of it, but that's, that's neither here nor there. That's just something that is. Mm-hmm. I like the hairline treatment. It's unusual because they run north and south yeah. rather than around the barrel, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, where the, the reviewer complains about the slipperiness. It doesn't bother me, yeah, and I think it's kind of cool. It has a nice grain to it, almost like yeah. wood. And I'm glad that they pointed it out in the copy because yes. I wouldn't have put my finger on it that it was intentional right? And subtle. Uh, but I like that a lot. But I had to read. I had to hear that part of the copy to to then appreciate it. Right. Which is interesting that before that I thought it was. I just didn't put any sort of attribution to it. So right. So it's a twenty five dollar price point. I think it's worth it. I'd go out and get it again. I would pay half that. Half that. Yeah. That's fair. It is a little pricey, but I think it's pretty good. So go and check it out. Thank you for checking us out and tune in next week. For we'll the check Pencil. you out next time on The Measured Pencil. This was The Measured Pencil with Wes Nelson and Stephen Murray. Theme song and additional music composed and performed by Josh Baumgartner. Additional production support by Two Desk Productions. If you want to see what the pencils look like, please follow us on Instagram at The Measured Pencil. If you'd like to share your pencil story, please record a short audio file, maybe one to two minutes, and email it to us at themeasuredpencil at gmail.com. Or if you'd like us to review your favorite pencil, please email us with the name and it might appear on a future episode. Thanks for listening.